welcome to episode 53 of Dial H for Hero Clicks. I am your host, Hunter Smith. With me today is Thorson, better known as Drew Alderson. How we doing, guys? And Austin is not here once again. What a fucking surprise. Should I... Should I punish him? Should we do something like we did last time? He's threatened to do it to you, so that makes me... I'll tell you what, let's give him a gimme. I'll give him, I'll give him this one, because there is something going on that, okay, he wants to go to that instead, that's fine, because that's where you're going after this, too. Yeah. We'll give him a pass this time. Oh, but I have responsibilities, you know, I actually show up to things. I know, you're a responsible adult. I actually I think those are the two differences, you yeah. know, or the difference. Uh, you're a responsible adult, and you have a driver's license. So. Yeah, yeah. Shots fired. Shots fired. Um... This is Dial Your Hero Clicks. In case you are not familiar with our format, we talk about Hero Clicks, sometimes comics, sometimes movies and things. Today we'll do a little bit of comics talk later in our community section. There's big today. shits going down. Because there is some, some interesting Marvel things going down. But today is our short episode format. So we will be going through things really quickly. Typically we wouldn't have a main topic, but we kind of have a really short one type one today. Uh, let's get into news first, as usual. There's very little news today. The only really Heroclix related news is that the we have confirmation that the black and white lantern packs that we saw in images from Origins will be able to be purchased at conventions. And we know this now because San Diego Comic Con is going on this weekend and they're purchase- purchasable there. So we hope and assume that we will be able to purchase them at Gen Con. Uh, no word on price. I haven't heard anything on price yet, but I assume they'll be the same as what the other packs are. Fifty dollars. Is it twenty five? I think twenty five. I, I think it's twenty five. So for all four packs, you're paying a hundred bucks. bucks. Yeah. Uh, but still, that's better than what I thought. I figured they might try to do mm-hmm. some kind of price, you know, make them prizes or something. So hopefully they'll be pur- purchasable at Gen Con. Other than that, there is one other thing I kind of want to talk about that will fall under the news section. Um, for those unfamiliar with podcasting and haven't heard about this yet, which I assume would be most of you guys, I assume if you guys are listening to this podcast, you most likely listen to other podcasts from time to time or all the time, like myself. You may be a podcast junkie. I listen to podcasts too. So one of my favorite podcasts, and actually my very first one, and one that I've been listening to for since I started college, actually, years ago, is Adam Carolla's podcast, a comedian. And uh, he has one of the most popular podcasts. Well, what's going on, and the reason I'm bringing him up, is these patent trolls, which if you're unfamiliar with the term, just Google it and you know look up exactly what I'm talking about. But basically there is a group of lawyers that buy up... Um, rights to certain things that they claim are copywritten ideas that are copywritten and they are claiming that they own the rights to the idea of podcasting in general and that uh, you should have to give any any profits you make off of a podcast you should have to give them a certain percentage and any episode of a podcast basically anytime you put out a podcast you would have to pay them a fee, you know, a copyright fee um, for each episode of the podcast. Now, right now, they're just suing Adam Carolla. Mainly, we assume that they targeted him because he gets pretty much the most views out of anybody. 
He is definitely um, probably the most successful podcast. Yeah, out him, there. Joe Rogan's getting more popular too, thankfully. And there's other, you know, there's other podcasts out there that are big, but he is one of the big ones and one of the big names. And um, so what Adam Kroll is doing is going to fight it. He's, you know, a lot of the times these trolls, the main thing they assume is people are just going to want to settle out of court, just quickly give them some money and just shoo him off and not want to deal with it. But the problem is, is if they won, if we did that, if Adam did that, or if they won, end up winning this case, they're going to start doing this to everybody who does a podcast and eventually try to make it where even us who make zero, in fact, I lose a lot of money off doing we, it. I, I pay a lot of money to do this podcast. Fuck it, I spend more money on Taco Bell going to this podcast <laughs> than I can pay them. So even podcasts like us would eventually have to start giving money to these people. So... Um, Adam is having a fund anything campaign to help fund their fight against the law firm. They've already had to spend like a quarter of a million dollars, and they haven't even started the actual trial yet. He's just trying to get it moved somewhere because they're wanting to do it in like Texas. He's trying to get it moved to like a neutral area or whatever, not not these lawyers' home place. Anyways, this is a long story. But basically, if you would like to donate to this or if you want more information... You can just Google Adam Carolla Podcast Defense Fund. They have a Fund Anything page where you can find out more. If you would like to just straight up donate money, uh, you can go to their Fund Anything page, and this is similar to Kickstarter. You can just donate money, and they have different things that they can give you, you know, for like T-shirts and stuff if you want to do something like that. Or, then this is a genius idea, you can go to adamcarolla.com and go to the sponsors page uh, support the show tab and you can click on the Amazon banner which is on the left side and basically that'll open up Amazon for you but if you go through that if you go to Amazon and do your Amazon shopping this way if you go to his website first then you click on the Amazon banner then anything you buy Amazon gives a very small percentage of to of that profit to the Adam Carolla show. So it doesn't cost you anything extra at all. It's just the next time that you're going to make an order from Amazon, go to adamcarolla.com first, go to support the show and click on the amazon.com banner and then do your shopping. And that way a tiny bit of the profits that Amazon would have gotten, Amazon gives to the Adam Carolla show to the podcast defense fund. So that's something I'm sure a lot of you guys, I know even myself, I don't do much online shopping, but I do get things from Amazon time to time. There are some things I get Amazon, subscriptions from. You can get trade paperbacks on Amazon for extremely low prices. That's true. And some, I know some people do get some clicks up there. I know, actually, I think Austin's bought clicks up there before. Austin's not here to talk about that, though. So. So. But anyways, please do that. At least do the Amazon thing. Next time you're going to make an Amazon order, think about that. Go to adamcarolla.com first, and then go through support the show and go through the Amazon banner. Uh, next, that's pretty much it for news. Now, our main topic today, like I said, we usually don't do it on the short episodes, but last week we were talking about... Maps. We were... Well, last week we were talking about the rotation for modern yeah. age, and Austin brought up a good point. We should talk about any of the maps that just rotated that are important. Are there any new thing, new maps? It's his idea, and he's not even here. <laughs> are there any new maps that could take their place? And for most of them, I found a good example. Yeah. Uh, we're losing number one. We're losing the garden, which was from Infinity Gauntlet. It's that a was big a one. very hindering 
terrain heavy map. There's tons of hindering on it. And it's, of course, good for stealth teams or good for teams that see through stealth to use that as, as their advantage, like Superman ally teams and, and Avengers initiative teams, so that you get the bonus plus one on defense, but they don't. So there are already a couple maps that aren't as good. There still isn't a map really that was as good as Garden, in my yeah. opinion. But I gotta say, No Man's Land Robinson Park is a pretty good yeah, one. It is a good one. And the Legion of Doom, um, I think it was in the Fast Forces that has a lot of water and hindering. Yeah. That was not a bad one either. Um, so those are two options, especially Robinson Park, that can replace your garden map that you just lost. Shadowland. Big one. Shadowland is almost, it was in the Hulk set. It's almost impossible to replace. Yeah, seriously. Because. It had those special rules, and that was it. Does what a made very it. unique thing. So the only, really, the only other one that I could, when I was looking through, if you just wanted something that was made it really hard to get shots in on people, would be the Deadpool Fast Forces map, the Thunderbolt submarine. I haven't even played that. It's hard to. There's lots of. You remember the uh, the No Man's Land prison map? Yeah. How there are all those little rooms you oh, can hide yeah. in. Well, the sub is like that, except the whole map is a little bit smaller because the outside is water. Oh, that map, yeah. And then it's basically like those little jail cell rooms, except a little bigger. Yeah. So it's easier to get in and out of them, but it's really hard to shoot people unless you shoot through blocking. So that's actually a pretty good map, the Thunderbolt submarine map, um, to bring if you have a melee-heavy team and you don't want to get shot down real easily. That's a potential, you know... um, Substitution for Shadowland, but really nothing's going to substitute for Shadowland, honestly. Uh, Bizarro World retired. It was in Superman. And we use it because it's very elevation heavy. There's tons of different elevation changes. And pieces like hypersonicing flying Superman can take advantage of that. Um, some good... A couple good replacements are both from Avengers vs. X-Men. One is Wonder Gore Mountain. Which I think was a month one. I think it, uh, it was early. Maybe two, but map that was kind of icy looking, and it, yeah. it had like four different elevations. And then also from Avengers vs. X-Men, and also called Mountain, it's Verkhoyansk Mountain. And it was also one of the, la- I think it was one of the later months maps. So, especially Wondagore Mountain, which if you played in AVX, you probably have a good, you had a good chance of picking one of these maps oh, up. Oh, yeah. Next we have Realm of Death. Biggest. Realm of Death. Actually, I found a very good I know, substitution I, for I it. I think you played it today. Yeah, I played on it today. Uh, the map's called Ranks. R-A-N-X. And it is from the War of the Light uh, uh, Green Lan- uh, Sinestro Core War pack. Yeah, that pack. That comes with the Green Lantern ring and the the uh, shield construct and the couple pieces. This is a, And uh, in addition, it has a bonus if you have like a character with Force Blast... Um, you can do some pretty good things on this map. Like uh, there are these squares that, if your opponent is in them at the beginning of their mm-hmm. turn, at the beginning of each turn, they take uh, damage based on how many tokens they have. Correct. And is it unavoidable or is it? Yeah, just... it's unavoidable. Yeah. Um, I did it to uh, Absorbing Man. Harry was playing Absorbing Man, uh, Uru Forge Absorbing Man, or Uru Man, or whatever as we call him. And I TK, I hit him with TK, placed him in there, and made him take some unavoidable damage because you know how hard that Observe Man is to hit. That was really my Force only way. Force Blast, TK. So yeah, things that place characters um, can be useful on that map as well. But that map is so blocking heavy. It's 
it's really easily to move this in. This is actually Cyclops. Without like getting shot. ABX Cyclops is like yeah, Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> you could just do some crazy shit in this map. So that's a good substitution. And honestly, that that blip, that scenario pack is worth getting. If you want a review on it, you can go to our YouTube channel. I did a review on it a couple weeks ago and went broke down everything. I also used the Horde tokens from that, the uh, Orange Lantern tokens from that pack today, and they are very good. Um, two that I couldn't find really good answers for. Mental Plane is a really good Kryptonian ATA map because it's all outdoors. It's all on the same level, and it's easy mm -hmm. to get your Kryptonian ATA. Looking through all of my Modern Age maps, I didn't see one that I would necessarily say is an amazing replacement. So basically, I'm going to leave that one blank. There's there's plenty that are decent. Yeah. There's just not one that I would say is really good. Negative Zone map was also impossible to replace. The good thing about Negative Zone map was it had the special rules where you could not tear up the terrain that's on the um, outside of yeah. the map. And so you could play a barrier-heavy team and play a piece like Iron Pharaoh or Phantom X, and then they couldn't basically get to your Iron Pharaoh or Phantom X because of those special rules. Negative zone was There's just, nothing to yeah. replace it. You know, it, Maps that are really good because of special rules, there's nothing that really can replace them until those same special rules come out. So hopefully that at least gives you an idea of some replacements for those maps that you lost if your modern age team you know really relies on those things let's go through community let's start with dial design again guess who got top score week two was it swagnita good old swagnitas i swear to god he is not paying us he's not wait are you lying Dude, what do you think about Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> Got that Swagnito money? Got that Swagnito dollars. Um, so since we did Swagnito for our featured dial last week, we'll do someone else. we decided to do the number two spot this week. Went to the, the GD Batman. That stands for the goddamn Batman. And this week's uh, assignment was design a dial for a generic figure that has the armor keyword. And the GD Batman chose Big Daddy. Big Daddy. From Bioshock. And Drew, you want to go over the Big Daddy dial? Yeah, sure. Okay, so the thing that's unique about this Big Daddy, and there have been a lot of them, but I've never seen anything like this, is that he actually comes with a little sister uh, token. Kind of like Alyosha with the lion, except it's a child. Uh, he's got a special trait. At the beginning of your turn, you can choose either ranged combat expert or close combat expert. He can use the chosen power until you choose again. That's pretty fucking good. I like that ability. That ability needs to be on an actual piece. I think someone... Does anyone have that? Yeah, there's a lot of people who... Well, beginning of turn, there's not as many, but there's a lot that have something similar. Like, um, for instance, off the top of my head, the Silver Sable from the Deadpool Gravity Feed at the beginning of a game can choose one of those two and use I it. Will, I have never heard of that piece. Anyway, let's continue. Um, he uh, he also has another one. You can give him free action, remove little sister from Big Daddy, and place her in an adjacent square. As long as she's on the map, Big Daddy can use defend and the carry ability, but may only affect the little sister. I like that. I do too. Um, he's, he doesn't have any special abilities. He's got cool traits. He's got Endom. He's 150 points. He starts out with sidestep, uh, super strength, Quake. and... Oh, Quake. Sorry, let me turn my Sorry. monitor. It's harder to Color see. Blind Drew, and I'm guessing that's Battle Fury then. Quake, uh, Impervious, and Exploit. That's Exploit. And then he picks up Battle Fury later. Okay. Sorry. Colorblind, folks. <laughs> I play a game about colors, and I'm colorblind. <laughs> I know. And then another colorblind jo guy joined 
the dugout, and we we had a game, and it was ridiculous. You can actually see it; it's on a video. Um, but yeah, his dial is dial is solid. Um, it's, it's what I would expect. It's pretty accurate. The little sister is pretty cool. She has sidestep, an eight attack, willpower. But the thing you play her for is she's got empower, and she's got two traits. She used support once per attack if Big Daddy's within six squares of Little Sister, and she would be hit by an attack. You may place Big Daddy adjacent to Little Sister. If you do, modify Big Daddy's defense value by plus two for this attack, and the target attacks him instead, even if it... This is basically Superman. Correct, but only for these specific yeah. couple. And I love that it's called Mr. Bubbles. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. And then he has another... It's uh, If Little Sister has not been the target of an attack since your last turn, she may use Perplex. If she has been the target of an attack since your last turn and a friendly character named Big Daddy is on the map, he may use Charge as a free action. When he uses Charge in this way, he does not have to have his speed value and can use Improved Movement and ignores characters and may only target the character who... That's so good. Yep, yeah, I loved it. Uh, yeah. Personally, I gave this one a 10. Yeah, I, I gave it a 9. And I think that this was our guest judge this week... Who is our guest judge this month? Do we have one? Yeah, we do. I can't remember. I think it was Doom PhD. No, Doom PhD was last month. Sorry, I get confused because we have so many people. Um, who is it this month? We are Venom. Venom. Uh, he said this one that this Big Daddy was his favorite dial this week, and I think it was probably my favorite dial too. This one and Swagnitos were both. It really was good. yeah. Ah, so good job, GD Batman. Uh, that is our featured dial, as we have lots of questions this week um, on various things. Let's start with our Gmail account. This one I actually have not read yet, so hopefully it turns out well. Uh, this one I just got from Joshua Stallings. Um, hi, name, hi guys, my name is Caleb Stallings. Lion son of a bitch. This motherfucker. I'm an intermediate clicks player from Tennessee. I started playing around Iron Man 3. Ever since I started playing, there's been one set I'd love to see, but no, will probably never get made. Evil Dead. I would right. absolutely <laughs> love to see this set made. They Me could have made a Dead Light Ash as a prime, and maybe a Necromicon, a special object. Evil Ash could be a super rare, and the Deadites, aside from the main characters, those could be uncommon, would be commons alongside different Ashes. Like Duplicate Ash, Mini Ash, Medieval Ash. I've given this a lot of thoughts, just wanted you guys' feedback. Also could go over must-have clicks, the pieces. He's asking eh, us. Okay. Yeah. Um, we, if you, oh, also could you go over yeah. must-have clicks, the pieces you believe. Know, yeah. Okay, so we have done that. It's been a little while. It has been. Um, actually, I'll look through. I'll let Drew talk about Evil Dead because, to be honest, I know absolutely zero, aside from Poker Night at the Inventory. <laughs> about Ash or about Evil Dead. Evil Dead is a series of movies. So Drew uh, can talk about that while I try to find the answer to when... I'm going to inform you and both of yours, and just in case they don't know right. what the fuck Evil Dead is. It's a series of movies. Uh, it's a group of horror movies. It's a lot... It's a bunch of campy violence. The third one's more of a comedy, but it's pretty... It's hilarious. Are they cartoons? No. They're live-action movies. Okay. Uh, they're horror movies. They uh, uh, Bruce Campbell... Plays Ash as you know, main character. That's how Bruce Campbell actually got super famous. Um, if they were to do an Evil Dead set, it would probably be a gravity feed, and it would probably be all commons. Uh, 
And it would have to be after they make a new Evil Dead set. But I could agree that it'd be pretty cool. A new Evil Dead movie. Yeah. Or, yeah. Evil Dead movie. Um, but, um... Alright, so I'm going back through our episodes to find which ones are the... I know we did like a we meta... We did DC and Marvel and they were separate. I think we also did like a meta toolbox. We did. Okay. okay, well, if you're wanting ones that are for Avengers and the X-Men teams, uh, episode 32, AVX Constructed Figures is a good one. Um, as far as maps that you should have in your meta toolbox, uh, episode 31, I'm the map. I'm the map. Um, episode 29, Rock Age Figures, is where we talk about some really good competitive figures that would fit into the Rock Age format. Uh, the Dial H, the first annual Dial H Awards, episode twenty-eight. Those were good times. Would also be worth listening to because you can talk, hear us talk about best pieces that we think came out in the past year. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I guess it has been longer than I thought. Jeez. Okay, number episode number twenty-three, Marvel named necessities. We did this back in December. Maybe later this year we can redo it. it. Feels. It feels like a lot late, uh, sooner than that to me. Yeah, I know. Mm. Here in review. If you like Mage and I, we did a whole review of that. We did a Marvel one, too. I could have DC. You mentioned the Marvel one. I did? Yeah. Episode okay. 12. <laughs> Episode 12, geez. is DC-themed... And it was just me and you. Necessities. So... Yeah, listen to all those I just numbered. Austin's been skipping out on the podcast since episode 12. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. I tell you, alright, the next one he misses, I've got something, I've got something in my, in my back pocket I'm holding for that. Um, sorry, so that answers his question. We have another one from Gmail. Eric Lennell. Hey guys, congrats on your one year anniversary. Since Austin loves questions and you guys... Oh, Austin's not here, son of a bitch. Loves questions and you guys always put out an episode each week. I figure the least I can do is write you some questions each week. So here it goes. Number one, what's your reaction to a female Thor? And do you think Marvel has trouble developing compelling female characters that don't derive their notoriety from their male counterparts? Let's answer it in two two parts. Okay. What's your reaction to female Thor? I just told Drew about this today. I knew about it because it's a big thing, but I didn't. I don't know how we do, we obviously don't know how it's going to go down. Correct. So, just a quick detail before we say our personal opinions um, for those of you who don't know, because I just I just saw it a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, Ron Messbarger on Facebook asked us the same question. So, Ron, here's the answer to your question too. Um, suppose from what I read on Marvel.com or wherever the hell I was reading it. Um, there's going to be three new books coming up. One's all new Cap. One's all new Thor. One's all new or one superior Iron Man. Uh, Iron Man the, is really I don't even know why they're redoing it, but basically the thing behind Iron Man is he's going to I think San Francisco or San Diego I think Francisco, and he's building a city there. He's trying to change things for the better. I don't know. That's what his book is about. Um, Cap's something happens to Cap where he cannot hold the mantle of Captain America for now and so Falcon is taking over it. it first they didn't say who it was but it was you could tell it was a black guy and now you who's the only black guy and now they did confirm that it is <laughs> they confirmed it is in fact Falcon a couple days later and then Thor is a female Thor 
And all the details they said on that was that we will find out in Original Sin why Thor could not, cannot be, hold the mantle of Thor. So exactly what's going to happen, we don't know. We'll be finding out in basically the next two months, I guess. As far as our reaction to a female Thor, um, I guess I kind of don't like it because Thor God of Thunder is the best Marvel book right now. I mean, it, there's, yeah, there, it is. there honestly is no Marvel book better than Thor. I'm happy because I can masturbate to Thor now and it won't be gay. So all those times, you should have just waited to be master, to masturbate to Thor this whole time. You could have just waited. You don't regret it. You have no regrets. No I, regrets. I see it in your face. Drew Alderson, 2014, no regrets. <laughs> um, as long as Thor God of Thunder still, as long as this is like somehow separate from that and I still get that book because that's That my, book is insane. It's one of my favorite books right now. Um, as long as that doesn't mean that that is gone, then I guess I'm fine with it. Um, the second part, do you think Marvel has trouble developing compelling female characters that don't derive notoriety from their male counterparts? I don't think so. I don't. Um, the Black Widow solo books they do, they've done over the years have been really good. Miss well, Marvel's really good. Yeah. Um, I really like uh, uh, Maria Hill in, Maria in Hill. Secret Avengers is, is always really good. Um, Sharon is good, but I guess she never really gets any personal attention. It's always her and Cap. Yeah. Um, wh- who else is a good female character that kind of is on their own and hmm. good strong? Well, that's not. I'm this not is, sure. It'll take some thinking. Medusa? I, I, I don't personally. <laughs> I don't personally think <laughs> Black Bolt's gone. They never come Medusa. <laughs> that's true. They are making a focus of like you know a strong female lead with Medusa right now, but. Um, I don't know if it'll succeed. No, I don't. I don't honestly think Marvel has trouble developing. I don't either. Characters. Number two, does Larflees's barrier allow you to quake a character multiple times if they are adjacent to multiple squares of blocking terrain placed by the qualifying characters? I don't think so, but let's read it real quick. I'm gonna guess no. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I want to pull it up and read the wording. <laughs> Larflees can use Barrier and Plasticity When he uses Barrier After actions resolve He can use Quake as a free action As if he occupied all blocking terrain markers Placed by friendly characters With the Orange Lantern keyword So, so it's only one Quake Yeah it's so not it's multiple all, actions So just because one person is adjacent to Three blocking terrain markers Doesn't mean they're going to get yeah. quaked three times It's still only one Quake So no they're only going to get hit once um, also, that reminds me, uh, we have a retraction from the Shadowland question that we talked about last week. Um, the next day on Monday, I went through and finally found my Shadowland map and read the actual official wording on it. And then I also got two emails a couple days later, people saying the same thing, that actually Thanos cannot use his um, power against them because of the word targeting is included on the special rules oh. on the special rules on the map the word targeting is in there so very nice we retract our previous statement Thanos actually cannot get you all the way across the map when on the Shadowland map uh, sorry for that let's go back to Eric's questions number three you mentioned you enjoy Game of Thrones that was also an injury I still haven't got to re- uh, watch it yet I think Hunter looks like Benjen Stark you do Austin looks like Samuel Tarly he does and Drew looks like varies with hair and glasses. Thoughts? 
I am honored that I look anywhere nearly as good as a Targaryen, but thank you. All right, I'll pull up Benjen Stark. You do look like a Benjen Stark. He better be a one good-looking son of a bitch. He is. He's a bit older. He kind of look... Use Google image search because you're not going to get the actor from the fucking... Yeah, I don't know why this is defaulting to, to Yahoo all of a sudden. I guess I kind of look like him when I'm... Yeah, yeah it looks like an older me. I can see that. Yeah. I've seen better days. It looks like I've seen some shit in my day in this picture. <coughs> but yeah, I guess I can see that. Okay. Number five... Or four. Oh, wait. Varys. Huh. That's the fat guy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my store will be doing War of the Light constructed for months number five and six if we don't get boosters. Any general tips for such a format? Uh, if, if you're only using War of the Light... I would say, here's the thing. You know Weaponer is going to be getting played a lot. Let's be honest. If you're allowed to use all of the um, the starter set stuff like the Pogs, and you're allowed to use um, the, one, the pieces that are in there, and all the participation prizes and everything, it changes it a little bit, but for the most part, expect everybody to be running Weaponer and some Blue Lanterns to power them up, because that's... That would be my first initial, you know, obvious thought too, uh, especially with like the blue and recruit, so he could have some TK too, so he can he can literally reach you across the map. So, what are you going to need to combat Weaponer? Well, personally, I would try. Oh, man, he's such a pain in the ass in a, this limited of a format. Good fucking luck is my first. <laughs> yeah, in this limited of a format, he we, really is. Just honestly, we don't know everything yet. Despotelis is good. Despotelis would be great because he could tie him up and annoy him. But please... But one pulse wave would would kill him is the problem with that. He's got the best chance at hitting Despotelis of anybody, honestly. Maybe some Larflees and um, a big Orange Lantern team because of all the the barrier they have. And those, like I said today, those Orange Lantern absorbed... um, tokens I use today, they're one of the best tokens I've ever used in my life. Blue Lanterns are good because you can perp. Yeah. You could just perp um, up defense, but he's still going to hit you because he's going to be perping his offense up. No, I mean perp your attack so you can hit the motherfucker. Yeah. The problem is he just has such a huge swing. I really don't Orange know. Orange Lanterns are good. He can't be perplexed. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't have an answer for for that limited. I still mm, think a, a good player with Weaponer. Red Lanterns are going to be really good. Yeah, but the thing is, he's going to... Oh, yeah, that's true. By then, the Red Lanterns will come out. So maybe you could go with the heavy poison team, swarm them, penetrating poison the crap out of them, and just hope that you can take them down. He's not very great down dial once he loses the running shot. The key to fighting Weaponer is you've got to hit him for two. He has to take two off of his top click. Then he loses his movement attack. And uh, he still has pick a power, but he loses his movement. He's attack. not much of a problem bottom click because he doesn't have the stupid bullshit. Yeah. So if you're facing Weaponer, a couple things to remember: two to knock him off of movement attack, uh, six to knock him off of pick a power. Mm-hmm. Those are two things to remember. But honestly, I think Weaponer is expect Weaponer and honestly play Weaponer. I don't, if you get Weaponer, play the motherfucker. I'll, I'll, I'll give it some more thought because, like I said, he doesn't bust through blocking and he can't fly over it because he's he's grounded. But blocking may be able barrier may be able to slow him down, but he's pretty much going to run the show. Uh, number five, I too enjoyed Donato's. The founder's favorite is my favorite. 
as well. What's yours? Pepperoni. <laughs> the just, old classic. Just give me pepperoni ass pepperoni and I'll eat it all day. I, from pretty much any uh, pizza place, always order similar to the same thing because that's just what I like on my pizza. Pepperoni, ham, and uh, green peppers, and sometimes banana peppers. I like jalapenos a lot. I like uh, like pineapple with jalapenos. I discovered after uh, Pizza Hut has these like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pizzas, and one of them was like ham, pepperoni, pineapple, and jalapenos. That sounds amazing. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm trying that next time we get pizza. Yeah. Uh, then we had, uh, we had a message on, uh, Jamie Lovett messaged us on our Facebook. I'm headed out to SDCC for work next week, so I'm going to have a chance to grab some of the four cell Connellys. I can't afford the $50 big Colossals, and the lack of keywords on Impossible Man makes him a non-starter for me, since I always play theme. I was wondering if you guys thought from a gameplay perspective rather than resale value. Resurrection Man and the white Black Lantern batteries are worth their price tag. Resurrection Man seems kind of fun, but his keywords aren't great and his numbers seem questionable. The batteries, white in particular, seem pretty good, but do they really stand out over the other resources available, particularly the Green Lantern battery I'm already getting from War of the Light? Money's kind of tight, so that's why I'm trying to get expert opinion. Thanks for any advice. Okay. I said, in my mind including the Colossals and everything. Personally, I'm going to be buying one of everything. But the only must-have, the only thing I would label must-have is the battery pack, Mm -hmm. the white and black, honestly. Because like he said, Impossible Man and Resurrection Man, while they're good and while they're fun, and I am definitely am excited to get to try them, they're not must-have pieces. And they're not pieces that you can play all the time. Be Honestly, because of the keywords. He hit that on the head. Bring up Resurrection Man. Same with the Colossals. Yeah. You mentioned, do I think he is worth it? He's down there. All the way back. Resurrection Man um, at least has future keyword, but other than that, Forgotten Heroes and Justice Legion A. Like, Future's really the only theme team. If he's worried about theme team... I love be able to play him on. I like how he plays though. I do too. He's really cool. Um, he's got a lot of cool stuff, and he has the whole D twenty and all that crazy stuff. But I would say the black and white lanterns because I've used the Green Lantern power battery three times now. I got to use it today again, and I love the power battery. I love how it's set up. It's so good. I love the um, the variety, the the possible potential combinations with all the different constructs on all these different characters, plus yeah. adding the rings in there too. Do we uh, do we know what they do? We don't know. So Drew and I were talking about this today. I hope that the other color packs are not just reprints of the same constructs that we have from the green ones like mm-hmm. oh here's your red pack it's a red crossbow a red shield a red decoy you know what i mean yeah. we're hoping that they mix things up and like everything because then think of the potentials it's like i have a green shield it'll be the best red printed. and uh, orange ring because it makes this character so damn good like that's what i love about the power battery so personally i would say you do need to pick up the white and the black Especially because, like you said, the white looks really good. Their um, their matchup, if you have everything together, looks really good. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. That's what I would suggest. That's only must have. Um, and I think, I do think that the power batteries are going to be very competitive in clicks. Um, think that's it for Facebook. Then 
There was... Was there something on YouTube? Or did I already... Say it. Oh, yes. There is one thing on uh, YouTube. And uh, a guy brought up... Let me see if I can find his name so I can give him credit. James Griffin on YouTube said... um, To replace the Scarlet Witches for the Iron Pharaoh teams, I've been using the Deadpool Fast Forces Mercy. She's been doing work for me. She's actually really good. Mercy was even on my list... Uh, on my paper last week and I literally just forgot to mention her while we were talking about it. So yes, I was going to bring her up today anyways. I'm glad you reminded me. Um, Fast Force's Mercy at both point options but especially 50 is very good. The only thing is she doesn't have mystical keywords so she didn't fit that build. That's the main problem is because Scarlet Witches also kept the mystical theme with Iron Pharaoh. But Mercy cannot but she does give you barrier probability control in TK along with um, flight so that she can carry too. She's good. So she's very good for 50 points. This is another piece uh, to throw in your meta toolbox. like her a lot. And so that answers our questions. Uh, people have been asking what's up with our YouTube channel. I just put the best build videos up this week from the past week's matches. And then I just purchased my Guardians of the Galaxy starter set. I am doing the review on that tomorrow and hope to have it posted by Monday night or Tuesday. I have a really busy work week coming up, but I'm going to try to get it up by Monday or Tuesday. Spoilers, it's really fucking good. It's probably the best starter set they have ever done. I didn't believe him until he showed me it, but yeah, it's... The dials are very good. It's top two, probably. I don't know what the other one is. It's up there. SOG was really good. Yeah. Um, I'll the Thunderbolts one wasn't bad, but SOG was really good. But this one's nuts. And, um... There was another one that what was the other one that I always would say was also really good. Batman one is good. Hmm. Honestly, this is the best starter set they've ever done. I'm gonna go ahead and throw it's that out there. Nuts. But if you want actual breakdowns on all the pieces and reviews and everything, uh, look at on YouTube later this week. I'll have that up. That's gonna do it for us for our short format. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Gmail. Of course, at Dial H for Hero Clicks. On Gmail, it is just simply Dial H for Hero Clicks at gmail.com. <coughs> Excuse me. Be sure to follow us on there. We will be with you next week with a full episode format. Not sure exactly what our topic's going to be yet. Maybe talk about Guardians of the Galaxy movie review. Mm. If we have nothing else to talk about by that point. There's a lot of good pieces in it. But we'll be back next week, hopefully with Austin for once. Maybe. We'll see you guys next week. See ya.